Worried about keeping up with your fave friends all summer? Or posting every perfectly pink sunset you see? Don't sweat the connect. You can have it made in the shade with four lines of unlimited data for $100 a month. Scroll the staycation pics, find your new go-to takeout spot, or catch some rays on video chat. Whatever you and the crew are into, all the data makes it all that much better. Smile. You're on Cricket. Cricket Core acquired on four lines. Data speed limited to three megabits per second. Cricket may slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply. Hey guys, this is Melissa. We recorded this episode before the Safer at Home Act was put in place, so you will hear us referencing that we are together. But um, in episodes after this, we are practicing physical distancing, so enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. I was going to burp. Hold on. That's my impression of you trying to burp. I was going to do that, but I've got my drink, so I Mm -hmm. didn't want to. Um, Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. How y'all doing? You can't respond. How are you doing? It's not like we just recorded another episode sitting right here. We haven't been talking for Yeah, I don't know what's new with you. Hmm. Not much. I'm trying to think. What's your um? What's your like? What's your most guilty pleasure movie? Like, what's a movie that's like so bad that you love it? Like, so bad it's so good. Or just hmm. like a comfort movie that like you know is not like cinematically like like I love Cheaper by the Dozen one and two. See, I don't really rewatch any movies, and the one that I do watch is a masterpiece. What is it? Mean Girls. Oh, that is a masterpiece. Yeah. No, nothing else. Mm-mm. I can't think of any movie that I've just sat and rewatched. Ever. Well, there goes like, that. Like I've rewatched. Like if I've rewatched it, is because of I'm researching it for something I'm working on. Which there's definitely no way any of like the so bad it's good would be yeah. something you're doing with that. Yeah. Have you seen *Cheer by the Dozen* one and two? Uh huh. They're great. Because I was like, I think I was in high school going to college so it wasn't like yeah a movie that i would have sat down and watched what about josie and the pussycats oh i've seen that and it was awful whoa i saw it with my friend that is like so a year good. younger than you and she we like the same type of tv shows and we um she was very convinced that i like i would love it when i sat down and watch it and i was like i get it like i know what they're doing here how old were Not you when you me. watched it? It was a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. I mean, did she warn you of being like, this is just like, no, she like early 2000s wet dream. She absolutely loved the fucking movie. And we are like this when it comes to what we like. We're right there together. We're um, missionary. <laughs> mm-hmm. What? Yeah. I still don't get it. I don't understand. <laughs> no, he has legs too. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. Um, so I was like, like, I get it. I understand why mm-hmm. you would think it was good, but it is what it is. It's... I remember when it came out, it got panned so hard. And I was like, why should I waste my time with this? I have it on VHS. And I figured you did. I Do you have something to play it in? No, I don't have the VHS here. <laughs> oh. It was th- that, that my favorite movies is that, um, Bend It Like Beckham, loved, A League of Their Own, loved. I love League of Their Own. It's fantastic. Yeah, we've watched it together. 
Do you like, um, do you, have you, uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous? No. Have you seen it? Nope. I've never seen it. It's a really good movie. You should watch it. It's not a bad, it's not, it's not like how I describe like the movies that are so bad, they're good. That's not one of them. I still think you would love The Greatest Showman. I have seen The Greatest Showman. Oh. I saw it in theaters. I took my niece and nephew to see it. So what did you think about it? I thought it was fine. Like they enjoyed the music and so it, I think, so I went like as something like i went watching someone else enjoy yeah watching children enjoy it and when i can see like a little like six-year-old boy walk out of a theater and he's like i want to listen to the song on the ride home then like it changes the perspective what things are we don't agree yeah (laughs) it's okay i'm the moms are the only two people in the world to have this thought um no, it's a ba- it's no, you're not. Oh well, I tweeted. It's a bad I like movie. hinted at a tweet, and I got. The roasted. thing is, the people that love it really, 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 really love it. Oh yeah, like greatest showman apologists are like, I'm like strong. Do you guys not like look at history, history? and see how terrible this man was? But also, like, he like, literally bought a black woman. And put her in a cage and just had people coming and she walked around naked and had people like staring at her like she was a fucking cage animal at a zoo. Well, that's the part that I think that you have to just kind of like the people who enjoy you have to kind of turn a blind eye because the movie itself is also problematic. Like he's much more problematic than the movie, but the movie is still he's still problematic. Mm -hmm. And I just think a good rule of thumb is you cannot apologize. You cannot make a song where someone else sings. I forgive you for being like you can't forgive someone for racism in a song when it's not the racist person being like, I apologize for being racist. It's Zendaya being like, I forgive you for being racist. Yeah. I'm like, Zach Efron didn't apologize. <laughs> this is, and I just hate, I hate, I, okay, I can't, I should watch it. I keep telling Mots, I'm like, I just want to get super fucking high and watch it, but maybe I'll get freaked out. So you haven't seen it at all? No, I've seen it. We saw it in theaters. Oh, I didn't know it was a musical and we almost got kicked got out it. of the theater. Got it, got it. it was I didn't know time. it was a musical either. Yeah, then I just saw his foot tapping and I was like, shh. <laughs> and then he does whatever yeah, he does. Yeah, and look like slow turn looked at me and I was like, I had no idea. I am so sorry. And I'm not, I'm not. I can, I can fuck with some movie musicals. Rent, love. Mamma Mia, love. But I mean, I love ABBA so hard. So like there's, they could do no, no wrong. But I don't love a lot of mu- movie musicals. I'm trying to think of any. Do I love any? I never saw. I love like Grease. Oh, love. Yeah. That's good. I haven't seen in so long um, Moulin Rouge or Oh, I loved Moulin Burlesque Rouge. Or Chicago. I haven't seen any of those. In wait, wait, so wait. Long. No, I love Chicago. I don't remember. I know I saw Moulin Rouge, but I don't remember it. I remember in Chicago, I saw it at the movie theater. And um, in the last act, Renee Zellweger had lipstick all on her teeth. <laughs> and I was like, they forgot to take this out. And then when it came out, on DVD, on DVD, they had taken it out. That's going to be like Dame Judy it. Dench's hands in cats. Because <laughs> I saw it like the, I think like the Friday it came out. So I wonder if people saw it later in the theater oh, wow. if it had been changed. You know, sometimes people tell, I get like an occasionally I will get that people tell me that I remind them of Renee Zellweger in Bridget Jones's Diary. Like not nothing else, I just specifically never that. Seen Bridget Jones' Diary. Really? That should, that actually should be a movie that I've seen because I was like really into like romantic comedies when it came out and I never saw it but it's I a good do one. have it saved in it's on Hulu right it now is. and I will watch it Mots and I started watching. all three of them are yeah I think the third one someone's in jail and I got stressed out <laughs> I don't know there's some certain things did I tell you I found out that I'm an empath okay no no, no. hold up 
first of all, <laughs> there's like a lot of like debatability of like our empath. Like, is it like there's not like an actual test or if it's real or whatever. When did you find this out? In the last, I saw you what, a week ago from today. When did you find? No, uh, yeah. oh, I found this out like a month ago. And I no, forgot. I feel late to the party now. What? I mean, it's you me. I felt, forget. You should have <laughs> felt how I felt. I should have. I should have told known. you. No, but it, like my my therapist brought it up to me, and she like basically like she had like it like clicked for her in my session. She goes, "Oh my god." do you know about empaths? And I was like, like being empathetic. She was like, no, 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 like someone who is an empath. And I was like, no. And then she was like, oh, like I'm not, I can't like, she's like, first of all, it's not something you can be diagnosed with because it's more of like, it's not like, it's not necessarily like going to change anything of your life. Like you can find it like helpful personally, but it can kind of make sense. But everything adds, like I can't watch movies or people do drugs. I get That's really true. stressed out with like, like in just any sort of like massive amounts of emotion and like any, like I just feel like overwhelmed in like big crowds and all that, but I am an extrovert. So like, I've always been like, but I'm not introverted. Like I don't recharge by being alone, mm -hmm. but I feel like I like really, I can't deal with like huge groups of people and that sort of stuff. And like the biggest thing was like violence in movies. Like you have like a visceral reaction, like, like you like makes your heart race, like makes you also kind of cry. Like it just like, you cannot handle it. And then she was like, yeah, like, she's like lots of actors become like empaths. And also like, it makes like you like get so drained around other people's like emotions, but you also really want to help people. And then she related to the podcast by like, this definition that means that i am one as well yeah i think but it's 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 like she was saying that like it's something that like is is helpful in the sense that you don't feel like because i'm like why do i like why can't i just watch like a movie yeah i can't do anything why can't i watch violence? breaking bad but i'm like fine with yeah. the drugs but i never was ever around drugs and i feel like you were yeah. right and you've seen you've seen like yeah, the, yeah, the um repercussions of people using drugs. I've never really been but around people in. I that wasn't wasn't until I was older. I've mm. always been because that was the thing that I was like, it doesn't make unless I could like foreshadowed the addiction of like people that I know. Like mm. that wouldn't have made a ton of like it doesn't it doesn't make a ton of sense. But they also said that like uh, it should, I mean, my therapist was also like it can empath and then also just like massive control issues mm -hmm. and like I have you have control, control issues, issues for yourself, yeah. but you, I also have control issues for other people yeah. like I get so like nervous and worried mm -hmm. and like that's like and like that she's like I think that's also a huge aspect of your fear of drugs is like you it's like other people out of control that like freaks you out because also then like what what happens yeah I'm like ah but I was like wow this makes so much sense but everything else is like yeah. I can't be in large crowds mm -hmm. I've realized that I do recharge around other people mm -hmm. like I can't be at home yeah no we're, we yeah. lose our I fucking yeah. minds but it's, so. but I can't, it's, there's not, it's not the alter, I don't need yeah. the alternative. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's, that's why I was like so confused by it. But yeah, it was interesting. And then I was like, yeah, Monta's definitely not one. He was like, am I, he's like, is it bad? Is that my guy fucked up person? Because I can like watch all of that shit. <laughs> she was like, no, you're fine. But I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. And also probably why we like giving advice mm -hmm. and like helping other people and stuff. Yeah. We ready? Yeah. <laughs> Shall we go? Hey Megan, Melissa, and possibly us. I'm so excited that I can finally call in with a problem and hopefully hear your guys' advice on this. So I'm your classic American student studying abroad in London for the semester, and it's been really great. There's only been one issue, the one issue being the living situation. So I live in a two-bedroom, one-bath with five other girls, so you can imagine like the craziness that can ensue, um, i.e. maybe like the mess or drama, whatever. So 
because the space is just like so small, we try to keep it clean as best as we can, but there's one of the roommates that's not pulling her weight. And for the sake of this, I'll just call her uh, Sarah. And so Sarah is constantly cooking and like making a mess, which is fine as long as you clean it up. But she just doesn't. Like, for instance, like when she's cooking, she uses a lot of salt. And so the salt gets everywhere on the counter or she'll like cut up um, like hot dog buns and like she'll cut it over the floor or like over the countertop and not under a plate. Um, so that's also really fun to come home to. And so by the time she's done cooking, she has all these dishes, but she doesn't uh, wash any of those dishes. And so they're there for like several hours. And so like by like the seventh or like eighth hour, like half a day, I'm just like, okay, I need to clean these one bees either. I need them or I just can't stand looking at them, which has become an awful habit. Um, and I'm self-aware of it. So I'm trying to not do it as much. Um, but she also like has her stuff all over the uh, apartment and like the apartment's just so small that like you should just have all your personal stuff like in your section of your room. Um, just because like the, the second part of like the living space other than like the bedrooms is just like common space and you should just be aware of like how much mess you're making but I don't think she is and so we've hinted it out to her saying like hey whoever used like the stove last can you like please clean it up or um hey could everyone like just start cleaning up and she literally just sits there and watches TikToks and it just bugs me to no end even though we all know that it's her um so that's super fun just super fun um and I just don't know what to do because we've even like been straight up with her um and said hey can you move your stuff and all she does is like sit on her phone and watch TikToks and I don't know what to do I started like putting like her stuff in a pile and then she was like super passive aggressive and being like thanks for putting all my stuff in a pile and I'm like okay you're welcome um so I really help um but that wasn't even English like I I'm just so mind-boggled because I don't even know how she passed preschool because don't you learn clean up clean up everybody clean up like does she not get it so please help me I need it First of all, I did go to preschool, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this is so Megan. This is me. Clean up, clean up, everybody, everybody everywhere. Clean, clean up, clean up. Everybody oh. oh, I didn't know it either. See, maybe I didn't. I'm I not. Asked. I'm not. Thanks, good. Amanda. Um, fuck off. Stop looking at me. This is me. When no, this, no, this is me too. This was always me, but then when she said, and she just sits on her phone scrolling through TikTok, <laughs> then it was then triggered. It was targeted. Yeah. Um. Here's what I'll say, though. I'm not uh, to defend myself. I'm not passive aggressive about like the cleaning aspect, too. And like, I'm aware of the fact that like, so if everything is like, if you come over to my apartment and my apartment and you like didn't know, if like my cleaning lady wasn't here and it was spotless, you should be concerned about me. Mm -hmm. Like that is like, uh, like, um, I forget what my therapist my first therapist who like sucked. No, my first psychiatrist sucked. Oh, that like um, one of my like, um, if I'm like super depressed or anxious, I will slip in. I have like, I will slip into like OCD cleanliness uh, tendencies. I don't have OCD, but that's what psychiatrists. It's a tendency. It's like, I, I will, that is like a coping mechanism mm -hmm. tendency. And it's like, a, I can't stop. I have to do it sort of thing. And like, I will like, when my life is going the absolute fucking wor like worst and I like, it can't, or I can't deal with it. That's when I will clean, clean, clean. 
Um, but then there's also the level of like, oh, I'm like depressed and, and lazy and it's not like a control issue. And then it gets extra messy. Um, but then there's also the, like, I, I just have like ADHD. Like, I just don't, like, I don't think about it unless I see it. And then if I see it, I can't blink. Cause then if I blink, I forgot <laughs> Then I'm like moving on to the next sort of thing. But the fact that you're saying that, like, that's why I would say if she's anything like me, the subtle hints aren't going to work and it's not intentional. And it's very much like I've had friends before. I was like, you have to clean. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't even realize like it's just and I also didn't grow up in a house with like I didn't grow up in a clean house. Like I didn't mm -hmm. grow up with parents like you have to clean this. You have to clean this. It was like my parents house is even more disgusting than my like it like it's it was just never a thing. And so it's not like a malicious sort of. Uh, I don't care about anyone else's space sort of thing. It's like, oh, I maybe she didn't grow up in a space in which that it meant that you're sharing this. You know what I mean? Like it didn't, it, there isn't that sense of like, oh, that's disrespectful because she didn't grow up with it. But you're, if you're saying that then you put all of her stuff in a pile and like you've been, I'm just confused because you said that you've only been dropping subtle hints and then you said, but then we were straight up with her and she was passive aggressive about it. Cause that doesn't make, I don't know how she could be both. Yeah, I don't. I Unless also, she's hearing problems and yeah. she can't hear you when she you say that. <laughs> yeah, I don't I think everybody has a different level of cleanliness too. Yeah. Because I remember I had this roommate and she um she actually owned where I lived and so she did have more say in mm -hmm. like how clean I kept things, but she used she would use the word tidy and to she's like Oh, tidy meant deep clean. For her, tidy means deep That's, clean. Yeah. And I don't think of tidy no, meaning me deep clean. Tidy just means make sure everything's in its place. Or it's in a pile. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, it's a, it's a neat mm -hmm. pile. It's not that's spread. tidy. Mm -hmm. So for her, it was like, yeah. it needs to be like super clean. And mm -hmm. once I like understood that, then it was like, okay, I got it. I'll, I won't. I mean, even it wasn't even like in like public. I think I left some clothes in my bathroom that she didn't even share with me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no. But anyway, <laughs> um, but I do. I think there's a level of respect that you have when you have a shared space. Mm -hmm. So like you're here. This is just you and Mats's place. Mm -hmm. And you can I do, do clean whatever for you guys. Yeah. When we're filming. I don't clean yeah. if you just come over. But it's not deep clean though. Like no, the I, vacuum. No. There's like popcorn kernels and some other unidentified things on the floor here. Um, I think those are the uh fuck. He he likes the grossest ruffle chip. Oh. Okay. They're orange, but they're not sour cream and onion. It's like sour cream and cheddar. I can't. Yeah. I can't. But they like smell disgusting. This makes me feel comfortable that yeah. you're not like super clean, but I also like like, I live by myself. I'm going to keep my dishes. Like, I'm not going to wash dishes until that. Like, I probably need some. But yeah. it's, like, to the point where I make sure it doesn't smell or anything. But that's a whole nother story. But, like, if you are in a shared space, then you need to, like, make it clear. Hey, this is what we're in a shared space. It needs to be clean. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do in your own area. Mm -hmm. But, like, you you, you got to clean and like have definitions of clean, but you have to also understand that people have different definitions of clean and maybe we shouldn't. Okay. Six, five, four, three, two, one, six, seven, eight hours. It's not a long oh time. My, no, I don't know the last time I've done dishes that I cooked that night. Like yeah. if I'm cooking dinner at night, I'm not doing the dishes. Yeah, like so like give her 24 hours. Yeah. It might be too 
much for her. Even if she's doing TikTok, that might be her time to decompress. Yeah. And like you have to nobody, nobody's mental health is valued over anybody else's. Mm -hmm. So like in your for you, like cleanliness, that's what helps your mental health. And if it's dirty versus for her not stressing about it and like feeling comfortable and casual and then like watching TikToks is better for her mental like you can't weigh it both of you are gonna have to compromise mm -hmm. like she's not gonna be as clean as you want her to be and you also need to be as okay with that and I would also say that like I the living room stuff you I think I wish you were more specific about it because like at the end of the day you all have equal rights in the living room and if she wants to like leave a coat on a chair or like what like depending on what it is that you don't think she'd be able to like leave anything there it also does kind of sound like five against one mm -hmm. essentially and yeah it's like you guys have to if it's not if it's not like absolute like mess 24 7 all of the time like mold that you is can't like, yeah stuff. that you like can't live in that like and then even if you just say like hey can like you pick up and if you feel ridiculous asking her to pick up like if it's literally again just a coat on a chair then don't act like mm -hmm. then just learn how to be okay with it because like that is like you all have equal rights there but just because five of you like it clean and one of you doesn't doesn't mean that it's five over one mm -hmm. that's not fair all of you have the same amount of like yeah it can't be like oh well, we all want it to this level of clean and she doesn't so she needs to get there and it's like no it needs to be a compromise for all of you yeah. at that place um also this might be the first time that she's lived alone like lived out with roommates and had to mm -hmm. deal with that i was the absolute messiest and the worst fucking roommate college my freshman year at dorm oh my god my roommate i don't know how she dealt with me i love her to death i still like she's one of my favorite she's like the sweetest person ever she is so meticulously clean i was not only a drunk hot mess i was not only messy i was dirty like mm. i literally would i would not even wash my sheets i would just like sleep on a, i threw up on my bed so i just slept on a mattress i know that's awful it's disgusting <laughs> disgusting like it was so gross there was a point where i had and i'm saying this and it wasn't malicious at all it's just like it's not, and I also, again, did not, was not medicated for ADHD at this point. So like, there was no rhyme or reason of like, I didn't, I, it just was not a part of my daily schedule at all. And like, was so not a thing I could do. I literally had, um, something explode in the microwave when I was drunk and I didn't, I never used the microwave, didn't open it for like two fucking weeks. Ooh. And then, was there like a smell and you guys couldn't identify where yes. it was coming from? And then she was like, it's fucking microwave. And I was like, all right. And I was like, oh my God, I can't clean this. And I literally paid a dude in my hall to clean it for me. Oh, I thought you were going to say you picked it up and threw it in the trash. I tried, but then our RA said that we, even if we bought the exact same microwave, it wouldn't, they needed the same one. I already tried that. Um, but, but yeah. And so I applaud her for, and I'm sure she talked very valid kind of mad shit behind my back for it, but it was never, never made me feel bad. Do you know what I mean? Like she mm -hmm. never made me feel bad. And like, she was so, it was never as clean as she wanted it to be. And there were times where she would be like, Hey, let's clean together. And like would put music on. And like, I, she knew it wasn't malicious on my end. And it just was something I wasn't great at. And there were times that like, if I left it messy and she was having like a guy over to the room that she would clean, she would text me and say, Hey, is it cool if I clean your half of the room? Someone's going to come over. And I would be like, I'm so sorry. I didn't like, I feel so bad. Like you really don't have to do it. I'll come home early. She was like, no, it's fine. I'll do it. It'll be okay. Like it was very, she was so understanding and so nice about it that like we met a comp, we like we had a compromise mm -hmm. essentially. And there were definitely like 
as an adult now looking back on it, I'm like, wow, you were so patient with me. I really should have done better, but I was learning. And she, she really allotted that kind of curve for me. And it's, yeah, it was a compromise. Like I thought I was being way cleaner than I was. And like, I'm sure she was, it was the dirtiest that she'd ever like been with that sort of stuff. Also in this time, I feel like it's no longer, it's no longer an issue. (laughs) You're probably Mm -hmm. not there anymore. No, no. But also you should join our Facebook group because every time someone posts about this, everyone on the Facebook group is like a fucking bunch of Virgos who are like, Oh my God, I would die. Like I would die if it was this messy. And I'm there being like, Oh, mine's way messier than that. You called the wrong people (laughs) if you wanted to be on. We're ghosters who are messy. Yeah. Hi, Megan and guest. Um, I just wanted some really quick advice on pregnancy scares. So, um, I really don't think I am, but it's still like super scary. And I've been looking tons of things up online, you know, and whatnot. Just because that's what you do when you're scared, you know. Most people do it. I get, I think. Um, I know that's probably not the best thing to do right now, but I don't know. And I, yeah. So I really don't think I am. But I don't know. I just wanted to hear your advice. Um, and if you ever had an experience like this, it'd be very nice. Thank you. <laughs> Pregnant. Amanda, what does she think she has? She thinks she has a baby. A baby. Um, no, that's a lie. Let's a, see. An embryo. Yes. Let's see. If I thought that I was pregnant, you know what the first thing I would do was? Call this podcast? I would go outside and lie down and see where the sun lands <laughs> on my stomach because then mm-hmm. I would know. I just... I can't. I really. How old are you? You didn't tell us how old you are, because if you're like 14, I'm going to give you just a tad bit of leeway here. Only if you're 14, though. But like. I took my first pregnancy test when I was 16. I know. Took like, it at the the uh, CVS or Rite, Rite Aid bathroom. Ooh, was it CVS or Rite Aid? Good question. I think it was Rite Aid. It was near Molly Stones. If you're from Marin, you know so, that. So, um. <laughs> Get a pregnancy test. Oh my god! It would be so easy I, to figure out the answer. This, this, if you, if you are not, I'm not. Here's what I'm. I'm not of the camp of uh, if people who say like, oh, if you're not mature enough to have a baby, then don't have sex. That's not where I'm at. No, I'm not mature enough to have a baby, and I have sex. I've had sex for like ten years. Ten years now. Look at me, like. No, like, I don't think that that's, that's legit. But if you are mature enough to have sex, you need to be mature enough to buy a pregnancy test because like, I, yeah, it's just like your own, you have to be mature enough to buy a pregnancy test and you have to be mature enough to go get medication. If you get an STI, like, that's the thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, you cannot let this implement your health. And there's an easy way to figure this out. And here's the thing. If you're pregnant, you're pregnant. Like yep. it's not like researching and trying to figure it out. That's not going to help anything. No, it's it, it's not going to change the outcome either of being like, well, I don't want to take a test because like, ugh. and it's like, well, I'm sorry. What? First of all, the Dollar Tree has pregnancy tests. Any dollar store has, has pregnancy tests for a dollar. You and if you're sexually active, 
keep them on hand. Go with your friends, buy a bunch, pretend it's like a totally joke. And like, oh, this is so funny. Like we're all wearing pregnancy tests. Like, ha ha Like it doesn't have to be like, a, oh my gosh. And then fucking keep them. Or if you're 14, don't keep them. But like, you have to take one. Yeah. You have to. Or and- you can just wait nine months and see what pops up. Oh my God. I saw a TikTok of a girl who was like, I didn't know I was pregnant thing. So she like was on like a, had gone on like a roller coaster. She was like 17, 16 or 17, maybe. Um, and like, she like, had, like was showing all these pictures of her and like uh, how she like was feeling fine. And everything was totally fine. And then like one day she like was like, they were going to the beach with her friends and she showed a fucking picture does not look pregnant at all, but she sees this like dark line going down her stomach and was like, that's so weird went to the and then she had like a really bad like stomach they like went on a roller coaster or whatever they were like a like a water park or whatever and then went to like the doctor the next day because she thought she like could hurt her back on the roller coaster and they go and she was in labor and like the doctor was like oh well i mean yeah you like you're in labor and she was like what and they were like you don't know you're in labor now. When, when, when was your due date? <laughs> she was like, I'm not pregnant. And they're like, what? What and was the size s- of this girl? Small. So she has the thing that I have. That's, uh, uh, her uterus is fl- mm-hmm. an inverted uterus. Mm-hmm. So it's to the back of her body. And that's what they, so that's, I did more research about, um, a lot of like, especially young people who don't know that they're pregnant. And that's the majority of it is because you're, you're, it's, you're growing essentially backwards. And she hurt her back. Yeah. Yeah, And so you're, you're feeling all this back pain. That's also why I, also my ovaries are stacked behind my uterus, which is all like to my back left, which is why my cramps are like majority in my back. Um, and they say that like a lot of women don't, they don't pop if you have like, if that you have this, but she had like just a very like extreme case and she was small and her baby was just small, like just small in general. Um, and yeah, like had a baby and had no idea. And she also was, um, and the part, the people, cause people were saying like, oh my God, you love, like, how did you not like notice your period or whatever? She got, this is like the crazy, she got like, um, had, you can spot when you have, mm-hmm. um, when you're pregnant, but she spotted the same time every single month, hmm. like a tiny bit. And I, she had like gotten like, an, I don't think she had gotten IUD, but she was, she was on birth control and the baby's fine. Everything like, like uh, everything, but it was like one of those things that like she should have, like it was yeah insane. So that's someone who's allowed to be surprised that they're pregnant. You, you're sitting up doing research and you have a inkling that you might be going to fucking pregnancy. Here's test. the thing. What is your inkling? Is it that you're late on your period? Because that's not an inkling. That's a, that, that, that's a 50, 50 chance. Or did some dude just jizz in you and you're like, that's what I mean though. Like there are certain things that if you're like, oh, my boobs are like, I do this all the fucking time. Like every single month, I'm like, oh my God, my boobs are sore. And like, I'm extra emotional. Like what if I'm pregnant? I'm but like, okay, well did also- someone come, did moths come inside me? No. Like, am I like, it, it, did you, like, and then you think, am I late on my period? No. But if you can be like, okay, I had unprotected sex. There is semen inside. There was semen inside of me. Um, and I'm late on my period. That's not like an inclining. Like, you have to fucking take a pregnancy test. I just can't. I really fucking can't. Like, it's it's just so irresponsible. And this is coming from somebody who is terrified of the gynecologist. Right. Like, I didn't go until I was 25. Three, four, four. I think you went in 24. You didn't go last year. No, I think it was last year because it was February. 
Was it? Yeah. Okay. Because I got a ZocDoc notification to be like, you should find another. And I'm like, I will. Um, So I didn't go until I was 25, but I've been sexually active since I was 16 and I have pregnancy scares and I've, I have taken tests. And also like if I was pregnant, like I would have done whatever I had chose. Do you know what I mean? Like I would have made the choice from there, but it wouldn't have been like a, Oh, I'm not going to do anything about it. And then it's going to go away. Cause it's not for you. Your hypothesis is I think I might be pregnant. Then you have to gather your materials, go gather a pregnancy test. You've done some research, ask some questions. <laughs> Get a sample of a urine sample from yeah. yourself, do the test and see where it lands. That's I don't understand why you're making this more complicated than it needs to be. Is it the fear of knowing? Yeah, if you that's have a what fear I think of it knowing, is. Why are you sitting up and researching? That's what I don't get. I think there's this idea, like a fear of knowing the like, uh, yeah, a fear of knowing. But this is like a, a time sensitive thing. And it's not. You can't like think it to happen or think it not to happen mm-hmm. if it happened like it's no no whatever let's move on i can't <laughs> there's no nothing else we can say about no. this hi i'm 20 years old i go to school for elementary education i'm in my second year of college right now um i'm in a four-year-long relationship with an amazing guy. We've been together since sophomore in high school. And he, okay, so I have really bad mental health issues and he knows that. And he helps the best way he can. Absolutely, he is, I don't even know what, how to say it, but he's, he's amazing. He helps me so much through my mental health. But like, the only issue I have is he is totally against pharmaceutical medication. And so far, that has been the only thing that has been able to help me through my mental health issues. And it just hurts me so bad because he, he whenever I try to bring it up to him about like past doctor's appointments and stuff like that, he always gets so upset and angry and like doesn't really want to talk about the whole situation. Um, by the way, his family is just extremely um, herbal medicine. So, and my family is not. Like, we're, give me drugs if it helps me. So, I don't know. Any advice helps. Thank you so much. Bye. I, th- <laughs> I was going to say, I think that <laughs> so fucked up. This is a joke. This is a joke. I'm sp- I'm saying it's a joke. I think you should give him chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should. I think you should give him chlamydia. Where is she just gonna go pick it up at? I don't know. <laughs> That's not my problem. I think I think you need to give him a penis infection that is needs antibiotics. This reminds me of this tweet i saw yesterday from this person named megan quote alex rinks <laughs> that somebody said that they didn't believe in vaccinations and she responded because they didn't believe in vaccinations because she got a vaccination before and she got really sick from it and then megan alex rinks said <laughs> so do you have polio right now <laughs> 
god, every every time I get a vaccine, I get I get sick from it. I get I get the if I get a flu shot, I get the flu. And I'm like, so when you got the polio vaccine, did you get polio? And she goes, No, I never got that one. And I was like, Do you? First of all, that was a fire joke, bitch. Do you know yeah. you know what polio is? Like, what? I just can't. I can't. I knew this girl growing up and her family. So, and I say this as like, and we were talking about this before we even started recording that like, I grew up so fucking hippy dippy, like cloth diapers, like all of that, like crystals, like Buddha shit. Like I just, I grew up like no sugar, all of that shit that you would think would be like an anti-vaxxer, but like there's just like this, yeah, there's just like, I, I knew a couple of kids who weren't vaccinated. And then as far as I know, they died because they disappeared by the time I went to elementary school because they couldn't go to school. So like, it was just like, I don't know where they are. Actually, one of them, I think goes to Harvard, which makes me think, yeah, vaccinated because mm-hmm. you, you can't go. Um, but there's just like a level of recklessness, narcissism, and like, lack of like and ignorance and uneducatedness of people who do not believe in western medicine for the safety of other people because like here's the thing if you don't want if you have a headache and you don't want to take advil i don't care that's totally fine if you have a stomach ache or you've got diarrhea and you don't want to take pepto-bismol that's totally fine as long as we don't share a restroom but like if you don't want to if you want your girlfriend to live and you don't want her to take antidepressants you don't like I hate to say this like and I think this is a you're saying this is his parents it's so much of a brainwash thing um and if you're younger I think he probably is still just paying attention but oh so I knew this girl wow why my Adderall is not a thing today I knew this girl who she her parents were very much like homeopathic all of that stuff she was vaccinated but they, they were they were like newly hippy dippy And, um, for her birth control, her parents went to, uh, our local health food store and bought her this root that she was just supposed to chew on. And I literally was like, bitch, you're going to get pregnant. And I told her, and I was friends with her boyfriend. I was like, do not come inside her. She is not on birth control. And if she says that she is, she is lying. She's not. And I knew that he's never, they were both, they'd never had sex with anybody else. They, neither of them had anything that they could give to, but I was like to her boyfriend, I was like, do like, no. No, 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 no. This is root. Now I have to look it up. I don't, and I, that's the part that I'm like, I don't even think that's a thing. But it was just like that kind of shit that I was like, this is so reckless. And like, and it's just like the mental health aspect of it. Like, here's the thing. If for your own anxiety, depression, you can make the choice that medication is not for you. But that does not mean that you can judge anyone else or have the opinion for them. And everybody has the story of like, well, no, it really messed up with like my my like aunt went on it and it made it so blah, 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 all of that sort of stuff. That's irrelevant to the person who's on it. Medication saves lives. It's what keeps people alive. It is a there's a chemical imbalance in your brain. And here's the thing you can have, uh, you can have like a depressive tendencies. You can have like extreme sort of sadness. You can have situational depression. And like, then there are people who, regardless of the season, regardless of the weather outside, regardless of like the situations in their life, their, their brain does not produce the right chemicals. And it's not like sometimes they do. And sometimes they don't, they don't at all. And if you're diabetic, your body cannot handle your body, your mm-hmm. body needs help with insulin and glucose. Yeah, and you would never tell someone with, with diabetes, no, don't do that. Like that's not. It's it, it is. Dis- it doesn't affect your boyfriend at all, at all. And if he wants to say that it does, 
he's thinking about it from like the 1% story of, oh, someone I know, someone I know, someone I know had a bad experience with blah, 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 and all of that. That's that. No, like that's, if this is a thing that helps you and is what keeps you like in the best possible, like being the best possible version of yourself mentally. And he doesn't want that. Then he doesn't want that for you. And that's, and I don't want to say that because I don't necessarily think that that's the case because you're saying his parents are like that and you guys are in college. And it's like, it's still a lot of like heavy influence. I don't think it's like, uh, like lost hope sort of thing, but I think talk to your psychiatrist and talk. I would, if you don't have a therapist, I would talk to a therapist about it too, but like talk to your therapist or psychiatrist and say, can I bring my boyfriend into one of these and have him hear from a fucking doctor about how, hey, here's my job is once a month, especially if it's if you're if you're on like anti anxiety, if you're on antidepressants, anti anxiety depends whatever you're on though that like you're meeting with your psychiatrist once a month. You're talking with them. You're they're checking in with you. They're monitoring your symptoms. Like they are there to make sure that like one percent of case like backfires and it doesn't work. That it doesn't happen. And their job is to look for that even if you're not explicit like explicitly saying that you're dealing or like you're feeling these sorts of things. I just think it's like such a, like an, it's like an ableist piece of shit because if like a crystal helped you with your depression, I am so sorry, but that there is that crystal did not change the serotonin levels in your brain. It's willingful ignorance. Yeah. And it's not fair. It's not, it's just being like, okay, do some yoga, like go at, like, you'll be fine this way. And like, if something works for someone, let it fucking work for someone. I'm not going to be here telling you that like, Hey, this thing that does not affect me at all. Or like, is it not like a morally, you're not oppressing anyone. It literally, the only person it has to deal with is you. I'm not going to tell you not to do it. I'm not going to tell you to take Advil if you don't want to take Advil, but I'm not going to, but, but if you're going to be like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to vaccinate myself for, against everything. And then I'm just going to like walk around licking shit. Then I'm bake you a piece of shit. Cause it's not about you. Oh, I fucking Got Can't. nothing to add to that. But again, I don't want to, I'm saying this because I don't think, I think this is a product of your boyfriend's environment. Yeah. And you're, we're seeing this so much more and more of kids who are like eight, like 18, like, I mean, not even 18, like uh, before they turn 18, like between like 15 to like 18 who are suing their parents mm-hmm. and are getting emancipated because they're suing the courts. They're suing their parents because they're not vaccinated and they want to get vaccinated. Cause you can't go to fucking school. You can't do like, you can't fucking do anything. It's just reckless and parents make that decision for your kids. And there's a huge majority of your life in which like your parents, they're the adult figure or whoever the adult figures are in your life. Like that's right. And that's wrong. And like, this is like, it's the moral compass. And you start to like form your own opinions and do your own research. And you realize, Oh wow, these people are fucking dipshits. Like I don't want to do this. And they made this choice for me before I could choose it. And it's not an irreversible choice. I can go and I can, I can change and move on from this, but I think he needs needs to go to a real fucking doctor. Yeah. Because that's the... Uh, it he needs it. to go in with your doctor, like Megan said, I, yeah. and sit with them and learn more. And it's because of the way that his parents brought him up mm-hmm. that he doesn't realize that this is helpful. And, and this is why most people aren't regulated. dying when they're 15 years old. And that's like, you're, it's regulated. And the other part of it is like, if someone had a, a bad experience with a medication and a drug, the vast majority of the time is because it wasn't being monitored mm-hmm. and they weren't taking it the, the, the wet that same way, or there was another underlying issue that it was amplifying and all of that sort of stuff. But like, it's, that's, it's not in like, uh, I just like Western medicine is the reason why we can have 
like not die in childbirth and like why all of like we're living to so much longer and through all of this sort of stuff and then the other end of it that like I mean I can't even get into like the if you want to have a kid so badly and you would rather you would rather have a dead kid than an autistic kid you're it's absolutely it's disgusting like it's, and they're they don't correlate they don't at correlate all. and they don't correlate literally at all it has been pr- it has been proven time and time again this has been something that's been around since the 90s people have been claiming this it's been heavily researched like they were all like okay we'll we'll humor you and do the research oh look there is no correlation at all but even if there was you would rather have a dead kid and a kid who killed other kids than a kid with autism mm-hmm. that is disgusting that is literally like are you oh my god it makes me so mad like it makes like so fucking mad yeah i can't i can't i can't and on that note we're gonna take a break We talk a lot about physical health and mental health, but what about sexual health? Whether you hit the gym, take a walk, or meditate, if you want to take care of your whole self, you need to prioritize your pleasure along with your body and mind. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories and guided sessions that are designed to turn you on and help you get in touch with yourself. These stories are relatable and immersive, so you feel like you're right there. There's something for everyone, whatever and whatever you're into. They add new content every week, so there's always more to explore. You can find stories about a spontaneous hookup with a hot, steamy stranger, or even stories about trying that new toy together or getting tied up. Ooh, kinky, into that. The wellness sessions can also help you unlock new confidence or heighten intimacy with your partner. Now, Melissa, you love Dipsy, right? I do. For me, mental health and sexual health go hand in hand. And as someone that leads a very stressful life, Dipsy is one of those things that I go to when I need to decompress. I really love the stories themselves. I think the writers do an excellent job. I think the readers, actors do a great job. And for me, I often go back to the very first story that I listened to called Video Play. I think it's hot and it is a great way for me to chill out and relax and have a little me time. And for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash blame. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash blame. Dipsystories.com slash blame. Care-of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today and supports you long-term. Care-of's in-depth five-minute online quiz makes it easy. Simply answer some questions about your diet, lifestyle, and health concerns, and Care-of will recommend a list of vitamins and supplements to address your specific wellness goals. Their new skin and hair collection helps you work on your beauty goals from all angles with a combination of targeted ingredients for hair, skin, and nails. You can follow Care-of's expert recommendations or adjust your pack at any time. What you receive is totally up to you. Your recommendations come in daily individual wrap packs that are perfect for getting back into a routine. 
And Kara's products are formulated with good-for-you, clean ingredients that are backed by science. Their yummy protein powders are made with wholesome ingredients you can recognize, like organic cocoa and pink Himalayan sea salt. I'm a huge fan of Carob. I've been a fan for a while. My new package is on its way right now. And um, some of the vitamins that I have in mind, magnesium, huge fan, really helps with my stress. Uh, I also love the B complex. That's also super important to me. Antioxidants are also super important to me, but I am just a massive fan. For 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code don't blame 50. That's takecareof.com and code don't blame 50 for 50% off your first care of order. Don't Blame Me with Megan Rinks is supported by BetterHelp Online Counseling. We are in extraordinary times, and if you are struggling with stress, anxiety, or depression, hello, me too, you are not alone. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are trained to listen and help. BetterHelp counselors specialize in many areas, including relationship conflict, anxiety, depression, loss, trauma, and more. You'll securely connect with your counselor in a safe, confidential online environment. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor in under 48 hours. It's super, super convenient. You can easily schedule secure video or phone sessions with your therapist, and you can exchange unlimited text messages. If for any reason you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time at no additional charge. You guys know we are so pro-therapy here at Don't Blame Me, and BetterHelp is an amazing way for you to have therapy at, at your fingertips. It's incredibly convenient, especially the times that we're in. There's no excuse, guys. We all need it. I mean, I definitely know that this whole time has made me need therapy and appreciate it even more. BetterHelp is an affordable option, and our listeners get 10% off your first month with the discount code BLAME. Join the over 1 million people already using BetterHelp. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Get started today at BetterHelp.com BLAME. That's BetterHelp.com BLAME. Talk to a therapist online and get help. Okay, guys, we are back from our break, and we're going to head into the rest of our calls. Did we spend the entire break talking about anti-vaxxers? Yes! Hi, Megan, Melissa, and guests. So I'm calling about some boy advice. I'm a sophomore in college, and the situation's kind of weird, but basically I was Snapchatting a boy from Tinder who goes to my school, and it started last November, and it's February now. So it's been like over a year and a half of us just snapping, but we did start hanging out a couple months ago when we got back to school in January. So actually literally only one month, but okay. Anyway, I think we're going to start today seriously. So that's the backstory. And now I'm going to get into the issue. Um, he's like super sweet and everything. Like he's a tall, awkward, shy boy. Like that's my type. But I have noticed a couple things. First, he grinds his teeth at night, which that's a medical issue. And is it weird to tell him? Like I want to let him know because I feel like that's something that you should probably tell someone. But I like it's only a month in really so like I don't really know also another thing I think he needs to wash his sheets more often but that's also something that you can't really say like this soon so I don't really know um and also I really want to offer to pluck his eyebrows but I feel as though again that is just something that is a little too early so my question basically is when is it okay to say this stuff to a person because obviously after a month like that's a little too soon but I mean I don't know. I just, like, don't want to see him naggy. I'm not trying to be his mom. But there are just some things that I feel like he probably just hasn't realized and I could really help him. Um, but <laughs> I feel like this just makes me seem, like, super overbearing and everything like that. And I'm really not trying to be that way. 
So if you have any advice on what to do with someone that you're seeing where you just want to give them some uncomfortable news, um, that would be awesome. Thank you so much, Megan. I love you. Bye. You think you're going to start dating seriously. You're not even dating yet. Also, you you literally said, I when I want to tell him something uncomfortable. Like, yeah. I want to tell him. You don't. Why? Yeah, like, okay, the teeth grinding thing. I don't think that's anything uncomfortable. Just be like, hey, dude, when you're sleeping, you grind your teeth. Oh, I want to get that in the middle of the night. Yeah. I would be like, there. so my, Sydney grinds her teeth. Oh, my God. The noise it makes, it literally makes my you. body like it. Uh, oh, it's just I it's hate it. It's the same thing that I get when I hear a uh, like Sharpie on uh-huh. paper. It's that same thing. Ooh, yeah, I can't stand it. So and I've I probably said it the first time we ever had a sleepover. I like hit her and I was like, bitch, you're fucking grinding. That is so annoying. Stop. Like and she doesn't have a mouth guard now. But like I still to this day, if she grinds her teeth and we're sleeping in the same bed, like I will just poke her and I will say you are grinding your teeth. Mm-hmm. It's not like um, from a medical standpoint, I'm like. Bitch, I don't care if your teeth are flat on the top. Yeah. You're driving me crazy. Mm -hmm. So if you're sleeping in the same bed, that's the same thing with snoring. Like, I think, like, don't make it... Because you're saying you don't want to mommy him, but you're, like, really making it, like, the mommy angle. Like, if it's not annoying you, then don't say anything. He goes to a dentist. Mm -hmm. He knows. Nobody is an adult and doesn't know that they grind their teeth. He might not go to the dentist, though. Ever, though? I don't know. I don't know his life. I mean, I mean, there's definitely like a, a point where you like are in college or like when you're off your like parents' health insurance and then you're like. No, nah, when I was in college, that's when I was using up all this that's shit. That's what I mean. Yeah. But when you're off it and then you yeah. no longer have that health insurance and then you're like, I haven't been to the dentist yeah. in three years. Like, but like, I'm going to be super surprised if he doesn't know that he grinds his yeah. teeth. And also like, if you've been dating for a month, to be fair, he might have a fucking mouth guard that he doesn't want to spring on you the first month of you guys hooking up okay easy fix whatever yes sheets i get that because there was a guy that i was hooking up with and he's like i haven't washed my sheet in two months and i was like i'm not fucking you on this bed why would he tell you that exactly that's weird yeah but um so like I don't know. Just don't fuck him in the bed. Yeah. That's what my... Yeah. Also, you know that when a boy is in college, the only color sheets he has are navy, plaid, or black. Mm-hmm. Do you know how hard it is to know those are dirty? Yeah. If they are... If you know those are dirty, those are really Real dirty. fucking dirty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I think, like... Also, I think there's, like, you kind of... College is also kind of a time to, like, be a little gross. Mm-hmm. Well, you heard her story at the top of the show. That she's... No, that you... Was that this episode? That you barfed on your bed and then oh, just yeah, slept yeah. on the mattress. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying you have to go there. But, like, I fucked on some. Like, my ex... My college ex had black silk sheets. That's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Did I fuck him? 100%. Like, you do some... some like, you can't, like, make... Like, like... I don't know, like spruce everyone up, like take the glasses off the like mm-hmm. this whole thing. Like sometimes just like let people like if you don't want to fuck him in his nasty like bed sheets, don't fuck him in his bed, but don't be like you have to like no, let him do it. Don't mom him. He's also in college. And if you start if you start momming a guy that you're dating one month in, you are gonna mom him for the rest of your relationship. Yeah. 
it is such a bad precedent to make. You should want some, like you should want someone to want to do shit for themselves and for you if you're dating, not because you ask for it. Yeah. Like there are certain things that like, yeah, you need to ask for if they're hella specific, but it's like, I would like if you like, did, like, no, don't be the person who's chasing after their significant other, like telling, telling them to like shower. Unless it's like a mental health thing of being like, hey, like, come, let's rally and go shower. Yeah. Which is mots when I haven't showered. I haven't washed my hair in like a week and a half. But like, no. Don't. Not your place. And the, okay, here's the one thing I'll say. The eyebrow thing, I totally understand. I totally understand looking at someone. Not, it's mostly if I like, actually, no, I don't think I would have ever thought a month in. But if I like, if Mott's now has a zit and we're talking, I'm like, I have to, you have to let me pop it. But I don't think I've, I plucked his eyebrows or popped his zits until. I mean, I'm also a lot and I'm like funny, but like we were friends too. I don't think like it would be, I would have to feel comfortable doing it with a friend. Like if we weren't romantic and we were just friends, I would have to feel that same, that same like level of friendship. Cause I wouldn't do that to all of my friends. Will I do it to Leo all the time? He'd be like, no, you cannot pop my zits. And I'll be like, come here, bitch. But there are other people, like I wouldn't, do you want to, like, I think it's just like, if it's somebody that you're just now dating, like you and Mots were friends for a while before you were dating. Yeah, but I think she's getting it confused because they snapped for a year and a half. That's true. I don't I, understand the snapping no, thing. No, and that's the thing that I think you need to, like there this comfortability, that's not, it doesn't count. Yeah. That's not your friend. And like, if it disappears and you can't see it anymore, I'm sorry, but does that, that doesn't count. No. Snapchat is such a specific app. Yeah. Like, it is such a deliberate, deliberate one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you need a, a hobby. Yeah. And, and I think that's rude to yes. say to somebody that they, that, you know what? You would look so much better if you plucked your eyebrows. That is so fucking rude. Like you were fine with it for a year and a half while you were just well, looking at his Snapchats. pictures on Snapchat and talking back and yeah. forth. That is, that's just mean. You seem like giddy at the idea of giving him a makeover yeah. and like fixing him You're and sprucing him up. trying to change who he is. Yeah. Let him be. And also like, that's what his, if he's got like siblings or like a female friends or whatever like that's what they're for mm-hmm. that's not like the last thing that you want to hear is from the person that you're like trying to impress that you have like a crush on that they think that you need some fixing like i would no never what if he really loves his eyebrows i also there's something there's nothing that pisses me off more than like i mean i will pluck any i will pluck any i will pluck every single one of my leg hairs out I've with tweezers or my armpit hair like i was depressed while i was doing it i mean i'm yeah. always yeah <laughs> i mean I, yeah same but like i that's like such a, and i live for that mm-hmm. kind of shit um but like if Mots was like no i love my unibrow yeah i would be like okay let's fucking leave it but like he was like i don't really like this and i'm like i will get rid of that for you or like, and it's the same thing. It's like, it's like, oh, you'd be so much prettier if you didn't have acne. Yeah. Like that's something that like, fuck off. Yeah. It's not, it's such a personal preference. And here's the other thing. And if you're coming at it from like that, well, maybe he's like, no one's ever told him or whatever. Like the the, all the amount of guys that I've been friends with who like, they haven't had a ton of female friends, like within the first month or like two months of us becoming friends, them being like, I've got a blackhead on my back that I've never been able to reach. Could you do that for me? Or like, could you, like, I don't know how to do my, like, could you help me? Like, and it's always been like a, could you help me with my eyebrows sort of thing? Like, it's not, if he wants you to, he will ask you to. But like, again, that's like him pointing out something on your face that he would like you to fix a month in. It's mean. 
It's mean. It is very mean. And I would just, I think you really, really need to chill. Yeah. Hey, girl. So I have a question. Um, I, uh, my husband likes to go down on me all the time or wants to. But, I mean, I take a shower every night and I use the Vagisil, like, odor protection. And I don't, I mean, like, I don't have an odor down there, I mean, that I know of. But... I don't know. I'm just so self-conscious. Like, he wants to go down on me every time. And I don't know. I just feel so self-conscious that I might have an odor down there. I mean, I keep myself really clean. But I don't know how to get over. It's not a fear. Like I said, I just feel self-conscious. So if you have any tips, that would be great. Thank you. Bye. If his head is buried between your legs so much and you don't even have to ask him and he just like wants to do it, I think that's your answer right there. Like if you smelled, I don't think he would be down there all the time. Also, if it smelled, you would know. Yeah. It's like if 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 you smell, then that means that there's something going on like bacterial yeah, vaginosis or that, yeast infection. Yeah, which is like in part of or an that. STI. Yeah. And that's also not going to be your only sign, sign of yeah it. it's gonna be like milky white discharge cottage or, cheese yeah so f- like very very if, like fish market if that's the issue then like you, you can know. go to the you know and you go to the doctor and you get that cleaned up he would know he wouldn't be putting his mouth on you if that was the issue like you're fine also vagisil can mess up your ph and um it can over dry you um your vagina is a self it self cleans Mm -hmm. and like if you want to clean anything with um your uh yeah so this all these i'm looking at all these articles and it's all this science stuff that are not not great and talk to your gynecologist about this because your gynecologist will tell you Hey, you don't need this. And Mm -hmm. here's the thing. If you want like, um, there's a brand called like queen V and that sort of stuff. And And the honey pot as well. And there's, it's one of the body wash. It's like a body, like a body wash that is also safe for like outer labia Mm -hmm. use. So a lot of other body washes aren't, but this is the kind of body washes like not, Oh no, this is specifically just for your, your vagina. It's not Mm -hmm. like, it's literally for the rest of your body. And it also happens to be safe for like outer labia use which every most body wash other body washes aren't but you don't this is like the same thing with like douching and all of these like wipes and all this sort of stuff any sort of like artifact like these fragrances and everything mess with you so much more the vagina is a self-cleaning system and this is not a part of it so then your vagina has to clean even more to mm-hmm. get rid of everything that you're doing like it, it it no matter what you do to like clean it it cleans itself. Right. It's like a live. It's your. It's like your liver. Like where it's like, oh, I'm gonna take all of this stuff that's gonna like help my liver. Well, your liver's gonna produce. Your liver's going to break down toxins where it's not gonna break down mm-hmm. toxins. If your liver doesn't break down toxins, you know that. Yeah. <laughs> like that. It, it, it's not something that it needs help. It then just has more shit for it to break down, which in usually ends up backfiring because mm-hmm. it's like, well, now I'm spending all of this time getting rid of all this other this shit, extra stuff that I don't need that I'm already, I already know how to fix myself yeah. on my own. Why are you making this? I just think that like, there's definitely like uh, also the idea of like vaginas, like that's being like this gross o- odor smell or whatever, like is sexist, misogynistic, nasty media of like women telling, like being like, you are gross. Your vagina is shameful unless it's being used to like pleasure a man. Like mm-hmm. it's just awful. Like, and it's, a load of shit and your vagina shouldn't smell like flowers. Yep. It smells like a vagina. Like 
dudes aren't concerned about the smells of their the smell of their balls we know that for sure like you don't hear about like ball wash no like like they're just it's like that pink tax yeah it's like they're making money and profiting off of women's insecurities and a huge amount of that is like what do uh cisgendered women have vaginas we can make bank off of that it's like women's uh women's quote unquote razors mm-hmm. are more expensive than men's razors yeah. and, and they they're actually, pink and they and don't they don't work as no. well and women's again like products targeted for women also tend to like expire faster mm-hmm. don't last as long because it's like oh they love ladies love to shop and buy more stuff and they like to try the new things so like if you see the amount of like shave gels that guy like that that are like designed for men versus women women have 10 times as many and it does the same thing Barbasol to cost like 75 cents works the best. <laughs> it's just yeah. absolutely insane. And like you don't if you if you had an issue, and here's the thing: if you're like, it's not like your husband has a different nose than you do. Stick your fucking hand in your vagina. Like True. spread your lips, True. check yourself. Am I cottage cheesing? My friends and I, I've never mind. So gross. <laughs> Did you check each other? Oh, all the time, all the time. If we okay. if we if we needed to, if it was like I don't know where we're going, but we used to do this thing where it would be like, um, no, I'll tell you offline. Yep. Um, it's just like the epitome of us. Uh, but like stick your hand, like, and smell your hand mm-hmm. and see, like, you'll know, like, and, and I, it's not that like, oh, well, I think it's fine, but then it's, it's fine. And it's fine. Yeah. And if you're super worried, to be super fair, if you are super worried that you might have like bacterial vag- vaginosis or something like that, like get like Bioric acid uh, suppositories from mm-hmm. order those ones. Because like that's something that if you're having like a pH balance issue, you can test your, P- your pH P stick, you pee on the stick. It'll tell you where your pH level is. It is. It's like, I think it's like red and green. I forget the color spectrum. Yeah, that's how it is. And then the, what, the thing that will change that is a vaginal suppository. Bioric, uh, bioric acid, but I think But to talk is. to your doctor. The yeah. wash should only be used externally, not up in there. Mm-hmm. And also a fragrance. It needs to not have fragrance yeah. in it because that's also going to irritate you more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and, and I, cause yeast infections. Oh, um, uh-huh. I just think that this is definitely like you are the epitome example of like, and I've been there. We've all, I think everyone's been there, but like of like the marketing to like profiting off of making like cisgendered women feel insecure Mm -hmm. and that's what this is like you have no reason to believe that you your vagina smells or there's any sort of odor or there's any sort of anything that's irregular at all but you still feel that way and you're buying something to combat something that you don't even think you like have an issue with but you're still convinced that you do and as if that like oh well maybe my nose is immune and i can't smell it yep so then you asked is it time for you always do <laughs> an action uh is it time for mm-hmm. don't blame them it is wow <laughs> please keep in everything we did before that <laughs> we're just like no, that's what you say <laughs> what do we have here so this episode this um call is from the episode with jocelyn davis and the original caller um her boyfriend's son started calling her mom and so this is somebody calling to share their experience with that. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Um, I'm a longtime listener and first-time caller. I'm actually calling um, to give some advice to the girl. Um, this is in reference to the episode with Jocelyn Davis, where the girl called in and 
she was having problems with her boyfriend's family because his son started calling her mom. I actually had a kind of similar experience, um, kind of from the opposite end. My sister uh, is now engaged but has been dating for about five years, a guy who has a son as well, and um, his mother passed away, unfortunately, so she obviously won't be in the picture ever. Um, that's not important. Uh, anyway, I know that from my standpoint and from our family standpoint, we were a little bit concerned at first and kind of weirded out when we heard him start calling her mom. And we were more concerned, you know, for my sister about, you know, what if this doesn't work out? And we were also concerned for the child who is now going to be my family because they're going to get married. Um, and so that ended up working out, but it was a little bit weird at first. Uh, my advice to her is to just do what she thinks is right. If you know, you know that you're going to be with somebody and maybe it won't work out. Nobody can ever be certain, but I would just tell her to maybe arrange like a sit down with the mom and the sister and let her just air out her intentions and let them know that she does plan to be in the picture for a long time. And of course she can't say for certain that she will be, but all she can really do is let her intentions be known and let then know that her intentions are good and um, maybe hear where they're coming from and maybe she will get a little insight to why they have such a problem with it or why they seem to be a little bit iffy about her and you know maybe they'll never understand her and maybe you know that's just life people just don't understand others sometimes but yeah I've kind of learned that all you can really do is let her intentions be known and I know that you know in my personal experience, it is a really weird situation when a kid starts calling someone who's not their biological mother mom. So, yeah, I don't know if that's really helpful at all, but um, I hope that it is because I really didn't think that that was, I would ever hear somebody else have the same kind of problem or issue, but yeah, thanks. Um, no. Mom. My biggest in- issue with the first caller is that she never once called the child her son. Someone commented that Did on they? on the YouTube and I was like, "Oh my." And I didn't even I didn't even realize it and I was like, "Yeah, that makes so much sense." Like cuz it, it felt there's this disconnect mm-hmm. and it's like, "Oh, that's you never referred we, I'm sorry. We had a girl who like fucked her stepbrother and then accidentally referred him as her brother, but like he's calling you mom and you're not referring to him as mm-hmm. your son." I mean, I think the comments on that episode are fantastic uh, in regards to that call, especially. Um, I think, and there's a lot of, like, people who haven't been in the situation or who've been on, like, oh, well, this, it all worked, this kind of thing. But there have been ones from uh, callers who introduced their kid to, an like, an ex, and mm-hmm. they said it was the worst, they were regretted it so much or it was too soon. And it didn't work out. And the thing that people are like this blind, optimistic thing of being like, well, if it doesn't work out, like, you know, he has his great memories. He doesn't. Here's abandonment issues are abandonment issues. And being abandoned by one mother figure in your life is enough. Being abandoned by another is not like, oh, well, what's another? It's twice the abandonment. It's like if you can avoid any additional hurt, do that. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not a matter of like, well, the risks outweigh the rewards. They don't. Because at the end of the day get married, adopt that kid, Mm -hmm. go through that whole fucking process. And if it's like, well, no, like that's, we don't, you don't want to rush that. Then don't, then don't rush the rest of the stuff. Yeah. If you're not ready to get married and adopt that kid. And like, if you can't make that decision right now, then 
you shouldn't be a part of that. Nope. And I understand that like uh, someone's kid is a huge part of their life and you would date them, you date their kid. But that's the whole thing that I'd be like, well, that that's my, my issue is also it's with him. It's not, I mean, it's not with her essentially. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, he shouldn't have let this happen. Right. And he has his family who's there. He doesn't need you. To, he doesn't need her to help with the kid. And then that's a babysitter. It's not a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And then again, and like the thing that I like commented responding back to someone, I was like, they're like, well, isn't it great for like the kid to have like a great like female role model in his life? Here's dad's cool friend. She's awesome. She's she there bought all me the a time. truck. But mom and sisters were there too. So he, that's what I mean. The kid like, has other female role models and that's i think why the parents are upset and what this the uh the this caller who's calling in with this i don't think that the if they end up together and they get married i do not think the family's going to hate her at all yeah i do not think it's going to be an issue i think the issue is the fact that i think he's done this before and i think that they have seen that he's not looking out for the kid in he's looking out for his own interest before he's looking out for the kid mm-hmm. and he has this blind optimism and this kid is collateral damage essentially. Mm-hmm. And like dealing with all of that stuff and the parents know that and they more than anything, now that he calls you mom, they want that to work out. Yep. They want you to stick around. They want you to get married. They want this to be it. Like they don't want, like they're not like hoping for you to fail at all. And it's not unless like, unless you, they just, unless you're a piece of shit. That's what I was going to say. Unless they know something that we don't know. And you're, giving us the information just from your point of view. Oh my God. Imagine if they hate her. Cause she like sucks. Mm-hmm. And then he starts calling her mom. Exactly. That's kind of where my mind yeah. is. And also so- someone else commented something of being like the kid should, it wasn't like, I want to call you mom. It was like, I'm confused. Are you my mom? Right. And it was like, I'm not your mom, but you can call me that if you want. Mm-hmm. Oh, it like in it should be in like uh, again i'm referring back to the comments again but people were saying it was really like when my like stepdad came into the picture and like i got to tell him that i wanted to call him dad like that was an amazing moment for us or like that was an amazing moment for my like little brother like it's such an empower like that's such a nice choice and there's also something there's something so amazing about if you grow up without like a super stable home life or like a uh, those traditional parent roles filling what they stare like they they usually do and there's another adult in your life who is not biologically related to you and they love you unconditionally and they choose to be there for you mm-hmm. that is unparalleled mm-hmm. that is an amazing you don't it doesn't you don't need to call them mom or dad for that to happen like that is such a validation and feeling chosen and feeling uh like loved and taken care of and special and protected that you that is so incredibly important for a kid who has abandonment issues from mm-hmm. a mom of someone who was not supposed to abandon him because that's his mom. And that's biologically we're taught that no, that's no, your parents stay with you forever. Like they're always there for you. And if you have someone who's not even blood related to you and they choose to show up for you and be there for you, then the greatest gift that you can give them in return is adopt me. Or I want to call you mom or I want to call you dad. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I just, mm, mm, mm. and everybody likes to do like the, well on this side, but there's literally no one person who commented who is a parent who has a kid who re- said that yeah this was it all worked out or it was fine it's either from the kids perspective excuse me the kids perspective of like how it was for their siblings and that sort of stuff um or people who've never been through this kind of mm-hmm. like experience but yeah more trauma is more trauma is like the moral of the story like it's not and like the risks if the risk <laughs> if trauma as like if it's child if childhood trauma is a risk in a decision you make 
don't make the decision. Like yeah. if that's like, if this goes wrong, this could be an immense amount of childhood drama. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. It's literally never worth it at all. Even if it 50, 50 chance, 70, 30. No, it's not, it's not worth it at all. Cause that's like, it's yeah, it's developmental age, all of that sort of stuff. And he should focus on being like the best dad that he can. And you are his cool friend. Yep. All right. But can't go back in time. I wonder if she still listens. We'll see. Um, well, that's it for our episode, guys. If you want to call in for an upcoming one, <laughs> you can give us a call at 310-694-0976. International listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we are available as a video on YouTube if you want to watch us lounge with me spread eagle this whole time. And you want to show off your slippers? You're flexible. Don't lie. Okay. Be lazy. Those new. Um, the top looks no, really I've clean. had them for a year. I only wear them inside. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to listen ad free, we're on Stitcher. I might have already said that. Uh, and if you want to leave us a review, please let us. Um, let us. <laughs> I don't know how I was like trying to come up with a sentence that that would uh-huh. work in. Just leave us a review. Follow us on Instagram. We'd love that. Any other? Oh, my book, May fifth, Cinco de Mayo. Soon. It's insanely soon. Um, pre-order it. Um, would love if you got it. Hard copy, audiobook, digital, lots of those different things. And um, a lot of questions of people been asking if you pre-order it, um, when does it arrive? It usually arrives like day or two before. Yeah. If the latest you'll get it is the day that it hits shelves. Depending on the state of the world when, this, when it comes yeah. out. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you have to get it online. <laughs> Maybe you have to get a digital order. Yeah. Well, <laughs> on that note, anything else? I'm good. No? Okay. Hope you guys enjoyed. We'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts. Camera operator Amanda Lechner. And music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso.